When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Welcome to the Talking Real Money. Multicast, combo cast, podcast, video cast, blog, vlog, whatever you want to call it. We'll just make stuff up until you find something you like because we, we do this for you. I'm Don McDonald here in the Florida studio. And of course, Tom has fled back to the Pacific Northwest where the weather's more amenable to him he likes the rain <laughs> freezing to death and, and yeah speaking of which tom uh who's the tom? guy who called in this last weekend and called me your assistant did somebody call you my assistant yeah he said sorry your assistant isn't here well oh, i like technical that. problems yeah i like awesome. that i i want your number dude i <laughs> like that thank you sir whoever you are thank you thank you yeah. so much wow it's people like you that make life worth living Makes me want to get up in the morning. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so, Guy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what time Servant. would you like your tea, sir? I, you know, I've been thinking. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I, if you could head down to Starbucks and get me a nice uh, latte, I, that'd be. Would you tea. like extra sugar or milk? In no, that no, no, you, no, no. A little man, you know, light foam. Light, Light foam. foam. Light Very foam, good, sir. Yeah. We'll have and, it back and the in venti. 40 seconds. The venti. You got it. Okay. Hey, I, now I forgot what we're going to talk about. Oh, I know what we're going to talk about today. Oh, my gosh. The Wall Street Journal uh, just named its, what do they call their little thing? Uh, their uh, I the have winner's circle. The winner's circle of mutual funds. Yeah. So every quarter uh, they look back over the previous year. To tell you the top performing oh. mutual funds. I'm sorry. I'm just oh, one-year performance. One-year performance. You really yeah. got to know this. Oh, and you know that one-year performance means so much. This year's, this mm. year's winner is a small-cap value fund. Now, I'm betting you did not get into this fund a year ago. And I'm going to tell you why I'm betting you didn't get into it a year ago. But uh, the fund is called Aegis Fund. The Aegis Value Fund, right? It's uh, it's managed by Mister Barbie. <laughs> That's two E's, Ken not I E. Just, just saying. Just Ken Barbie, putting it out there. Be, that would be a great name. Almost as funny as Donald McDonald. Ken Barbie. Yeah, well, kind of works though. Yeah. Or Tom. Yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> just leaving it there. So, uh, anyway. This fund has a one and a half percent annual expense ratio. Yeah, it's got a portfolio of a less than fewer than sixty stocks, heavily concentrated in just one industry. Tom, I think it's it's like lumber or something or it's commodities. Cons- or- it's, it's commodities. It's yeah, commodities. Okay. Yeah, which and it'll which- shock you to know has had a good run here. But I mean, the asset class itself has done pretty well. Yeah. Was it brilliance or was it luck? 
Is it live or is it Memorex? Well, are you overweighted to International Petroleum or Resolute Forest Products or mm-hmm. Amerigo Resources? Are you overweight to those? I've never even those? heard of Amerigo Who Resources, knows? but I'm yeah. pretty sure it's probably in the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund, right? I, I bet you own it. Yeah. I uh, bet I do. By the way, the last time Mr. Barbie was featured in the Journal's Quarterly Survey was 2016. Guess what? He made a bet on uh, gold mining stocks then that made him a lot of money and pushed him into the winner's circle. And here's what happens is a fund like this has incredible years followed by relative mediocrity. The last time he won was when, Tom? 2016. Yeah. His return for 2016 was 70.71%. 70.71 in a year when small cap value, which is where he is categorized, uh, was up by about 27%. So he's so, real smart. Yeah, real smart or, or, <laughs> or what's Sorry. the other, what's the other possibility oh, that people don't like? you go like- to the casino and you roll yeah. the dice and it- Or you put it on black and it comes up black. Because the funny thing is, in 2014, his fund lost 26%. In 2015, the fund lost 24%. Ouch. So what I did was I did some interesting little research here. I went back to 2020 to to see if anyone recommended the Aegis Value Fund as the next hot fund for 2021. And I I look as I I looked everywhere. I looked everywhere. And what I found, it was interesting. The one fund that kept popping up over and over and over again as the likely hot fund for 2021. You you knew it. Oh, I'm so smart. Ark was picked. To be uh, the hot fund of 2021. Because they made 150% the year before, whatever it was. Right. Jumped to be a genius there. That is the deal. This is so right now, what people are doing, because this came out in the Wall Street Journal on Monday, Mm -hmm. is thousands of people are going out and buying Mr. Barbie's fund. And the likelihood is that, is it likely that they're going to enjoy the same incredible success? In 2023, as they enjoyed so far in 2021 and 2022, Tom? No, there's been a lot of work done on this topic about buying the thing, buying the fund, buying the fund manager's work that has been hot. Mark Holpert's done some terrific work on this. I think he still writes a little bit for Market Watch, but I know he doesn't do his newsletter work the way he used to. But he used to look at the newsletter with the best performance. Mm-hmm. One year, next year, traditionally in the lower end. And the same holds true because what happened here is a very few stocks in a very small asset class in a relatively small fund. Bingo, big money. I mean, and by the way, if you want the, uh, the the real demo on that, the more highly publicized, of course, would be Kathy Smith over at ARC. So we know what has been hot recently is usually the worst place to invest uh, th- from that. Number two, short-term performance. I, you know, I got to scold the Wall Street Journal. I think you are a little bit here, but a little bit more because okay. this is a very silly exercise. I mean, I know they got to fill all the pages and I read it, but this People is really, this stuff, though. I know it's just really, uh, it's, 
this, and again, what happens is not unlike the portfolio that you and I looked at earlier today is people end up with a portfolio of the series of ideas because they heard I got to be in with Mr. Barbie or Ms. Barbie. No, it's kidding. Mr. Barbie, because his fund has been hot. So they end up buying all these little things instead of here's the way you should pick funds. You decide on the overall asset allocation first, how much in stocks, how much in bonds. Then on the stock side, you say, I got to own the world. What's the best way to do that? Well, you could buy a series of exchange traded funds at exceedingly low cost. What his is one and a half percent? Is that what you one said? One and a half percent per year. That's correct. That's Whereas the, the Vanguard Small Cap Value Index Fund, which is VISVX, right. I use the investors, so I had the history. the uh, The price on that, and it's even lower for the uh, for the ETF or the Admiral shares, is point one nine. So it's. 0.19 or 1.50. So eight times more expensive. Oh, I mean, it's and, so and, wrong. And this is what yeah. we all miss in this whole thing because nobody analyzes these and nobody really looks at the, 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 the truth of the claims that they're outperforming. Yeah, sure, they're outperforming. But why? This, it's, it's usually one of two things. It's either luck, luck, pure luck, or the fund manager takes greater risk. And in the case of Aegis Value, we don't know how to how to quantify luck, really. But we can quantify risk with a thing called standard deviation. The standard deviation of the Van, the Vanguard Small Cap Value Index yep, which for is ten, over 10 fun. years, pretty yeah. risky, about yep. 17%. Okay. The high, if something high, yeah. doesn't fluctuate at all, it has a standard deviation of zero, just so you understand. Correct. Zero. Yep. 17.51%. The standard deviation for the Aegis Value Fund is almost 26% Wow, over that, that same period. Way, way, way higher. That high. is yeah. dramatically higher. Dramatic. So, yeah, you would expect to make more because you're taking greater risk. But over time, that 1.5% fee, it's going to eat down your extra returns and, and they're going to come out. They'll probably in the long run end up You'll end up with a little bit better, maybe, but you're going to suffer much, much bigger, much, much more frightening swings along the way. And I want to add one more thing, Tom, because yes. this comes out every six months. I love this study. It's very scientific, done by a reputable company by the name of Standard & Poor's. You've probably heard of them. They have this index. Actually, they have lots of indexes. They, they do. Own, they own almost all the big indexes now. They do what is called their SPIVA report. S&P indexes versus active. I looked active at the latest mutual, one. Active mutual funds. Right, active mutual yeah, funds. Correct. I looked at the latest SPIVA report card for uh, 2021. And these numbers are fascinating. Over three years, this is on a risk-adjusted level, because remember, yeah. a lot of these funds take more risk. On a risk-adjusted basis, 80% of all actively managed U.S. mutual funds, 80% over three years, underperform the comparable index. And they use the same indexes. They match asset classes. They don't just say against the S&P 500. It's against the appropriate index for that fund. Correct. Yeah. Five like this years. This would be matched against U.S. small, small cap value. value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Five year. 81%. But here's where it gets interesting. 
This is where luck comes into play. Because over three or five years, you can get lucky. You People have streaks at, at the casino. But at 10 years, this is where the, the chaff gets sh- shaken out of the wheat. 93% fail to beat their appropriate index. And at 20 years, 95%. What are your odds of success? 95%. Underperform the index. Ninety-five percent yeah. fail to beat the index for all that extra money they charge. You got to find. You got to be really smart to pick those ahead of time. So my suggestion on the winner circle is don't play the loser's game by trying to be part of it. Oh, that was clever. Thank you. He went for clever today. Ooh. Sometimes he sometimes he goes for clever and he hits it. It was pretty close. <laughs> sometimes I don't know. You're really still giving me trouble with the Rasputin joke, and even my 14 year old daughter understood that one. Your 14 year old daughter is smarter than the average bear. Plus, she oh. lives with you. Okay, and That's and true. you do talk a lot about ancient <laughs> Russian history. Well, ancient. not ancient, ancient That's, hundred years, hundred ago. years, years ago, ago. Yeah. a little over right, hundred. Right, right. yeah, okay. Look it up. I, but I honestly why I think, honestly, honestly, you've watched those things on late night television where the <laughs> late night TV hosts or they get somebody to go out in the street and go, who's yeah. the president? Uh, Clinton? Of what? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, what? Who was the who was the president of the United States in uh, in the in in the first years of the country? Who was the very first president of the United States? Yeah. Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Yes, I know our sad lack of education, but I will so say nobody this. Knows. I, they don't I teach like, Rasputin. I like that line so much. I'm going to use the next time somebody says the 60 40 portfolio is dead, I will use that line again. Count on it. I only have three or four, as Don knows, having known this me. This is for a sad, plus sad years. day on Talking <laughs> Real Money. I'm sorry to be that guy. You got a quick question here? You want one? All right. Sure, I'm why just not? Trying to find you one here. Now that drug rap sputin into all this, may as well do something else. All right, here we go. Yep. I think this is a good one. I don't think we've done this one. No, we haven't done this one before. Hi guys, I'm currently in my mid thirties. I have a four oh one K and a TDF. And of course, what does the smart Alex say right after that? What? Not Templeton Dragon Fund. <laughs> Oh, we're never going to live that one down, I don't think. No, I don't think so. And a portion in small cap. Oh, it sounds like the Paul Merriman portfolio, doesn't it? You got the the target date and the, yeah, okay. Looking at me and my spouse's Roth IRA, we put in the max per year. Two questions. First, I've come across some ETTs labeled as momentum ETFs. Such as MTUM. Oh, he meant. I think he meant ETFs, not ETTs. I believe he did. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the iShares Momentum yep. Factor I know ETF. The fun. I know the fun. I, I do too. I do. I do. I, I know the fun. Yeah, we know. Uh, it. Is there any place for this sort mm. of fund in our portfolio? I also oh, hear boy. you talk about small cap value ETFs. As me and my wife do not plan on retiring anytime soon, would it be advantageous to be in a small cap growth ETF? Curious on your thoughts, and I enjoy the podcast. Yes, on the small cap. Absolutely. Yeah, I he like has small strategy. cap, and I think yeah. that should probably even be small cap value. Here's the struggle I have. Broad yeah, small cap. We use the momentum, but we use it in a very small way. We use it professionally managed. It gets rebalanced when it needs to. I don't think, honestly, there's no offense to do-it-yourselfers, that if you're a do-it-yourselfer, that's a fund for you. 
Well, what happens is there are a number of factors, and that's what they're called, Mm -hmm. factors that have shown some potential for increasing returns based on the past. And momentum means that a stock, and this happens, stocks get hot and they tend to stay hot for a while just based on that momentum, the fact that people are following the crowd. As a matter of fact, perfect example, the Aegis Fund. I bet it's going to get some momentum for a little oh, while. Count on it. Yeah. But the one of the problems with momentum and why you don't want it to be a major part of your portfolio is it is difficult to judge when the momentum runs out. There are people who believe they have a formula for that, but these are relatively new factors and you don't want to if you throw all of the potential potential factors into a portfolio, it can get ponderous to manage, which is why I think it really should. It's it's like don't okay, try here, this I'll give at you a home. great analogy. I'll, I'll give you a great analogy. You get a splinter yeah. buried in your finger. Go ahead. Get a pair of tweezers and some alcohol and clean that thing out. Right. Yeah. You get an entire tree limb shoved through your abdomen. Go to the hospital. I, that's good. I just watched the end of Uhtred last night, so that's perfect time. <laughs> Did he get a, a tree limb stuck through his abdomen? Yeah, there was one right at the end there. Yeah, it didn't look too okay, good. Okay, I, so, I didn't uh, even watch that. So. Not Uhtred, but somebody else. I think that's a good analogy. I, again, I, there's there's a depth of understanding and work that goes into using funds like this, and I'm not sure. Again, I don't want this to sound insulting. It's not that you can't. I wouldn't do this if I was doing it on my own. I'll put it that way. Well, because you're butting up against a couple of things. One, you're butting up against the complexity of it. Just getting it right and the timing and the rebalancing and not not timing as in market timing, but yep. you're being in the appropriate stuff and the appropriate portfolios and the appropriate parts of it. You got to you got to factor in all this stuff. Plus there's the more things you have in your portfolio, the more difficult it becomes to con- to constrain your emotions. Because you start looking at those, and this is a human habit. You look at the pieces, not the whole. And that's why you need a professional going, ah, ah, ah. It's like, remember all the conversations we've had about bonds? You remember those? Where we kind of have to get you back. We have to kind of grab you and pull you back on track because you're going, why do I have these stupid bonds in my portfolio? Get me out of these bonds. I hate these bonds. No. You don't often know what's best for you. Father knows best. No, I think that's a very good way to put it because there's all there's other factors that I'm not sure that a do-it-yourself investor should be adding to their portfolio. I'll put it that way. And, you know, that's what Rasputin was trying to convince the czar and Tsarina of back in his day, too, that, you know, he was <laughs> trying to guide them in the right Poison, hanging, stabbing, shooting, whatever else they were Go look him up if him you don't to, know. That's now yeah, Tom's okay. second reference to Rasputin yeah, right. in, uh, in a single week. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll work my way to another. Can you work on a new historical reference? religious figure. So, yeah, sure. New historical okay. reference. Right. Not I World War II. Oh, that's a shame. No, you got to, you got to, you got to delve deeper. Go medieval. Go medieval. Whoa. I, I just, Uhtred is as medieval as I get, and I don't think he's a real person. So that's a little early medieval. No, but, but okay. the time, I mean, the kings and all were. were that's the, true. The, that's yeah. true. He's talking about the last kingdom. Yes. I finally watched the end of it. Thank goodness. Don't but tell then me. I, I haven't learned, seen the end of it. I love Then the I learned kingdom. there's going to be a movie or something. It never ends. Uhtred lives a thousand lives. How he does it. 
and he's been in 8,000 sword fights. Obviously very talented. I like, doesn't the guy ever just a stray hit here? Anyway, so good for him. All right. We got to go. All right. We're out of, uh, we're out of time. Silly references. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks for occasionally, but not nearly often enough, sharing our stuff on your social media. Share us on social media, please. And subscribe on YouTube. Where are we at? Where are we at on YouTube? Where are we at? I got to look. Uh, b- believe it or not, we're closing in on 900. We're not we over 900. We're going to have a party, dude. We are going to have just massive. I'm going to stay up till like 930. And it'll be recorded be live. Oh, no, dude. We, hey, hey, what, hey. What, you what, are so what? wrong. Uh-huh. We are at 934 subscribers. Ooh. We're for getting talking to a real money. more quickly than we thought. So okay. we just need 66 Please. more. Please. All right. Please do we're it. Want, we want those today. Okay. So go, go. All right. Thank all right. You. Thanks for being there. I'm Don. That's Tom. We hang out all the time, literally almost every day, talking real money. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?